0: Well, hello, everyone. My name is Gary Taylor, your host, along with my co-host, David Rocker. Yep, yep. Right here on Eagles View Concepts Podcast. Let me tell you something. We're about to get into some more good stuff on women and leadership in this day and time, right here on Eagles View Podcast. Thank you
1: yes yes beautiful thank you so good to see you we got a standing ovation today
0: today, that was good man man we have a lot of ladies in the house we have a lot of ladies man (laughs) since our last show dude (laughs) they showed up like crazy (laughs) man let me tell you something if you want support yeah, Get the ladies, because the ladies will yeah. be there, man. Yeah. Yeah. They will be there and, and support And from that
1: you. last show, that's why we had to bring Shawty
0: back again. Yes, we had to bring <laughs> she her back by, by popular demand. By
1: popular yeah. demand. Man, I'm telling yeah. you something. They were yeah. lighting it up, man, trying to say, hey,
0: you need to bring her back. back. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. we're back with Shawty L. Taylor talking about leadership in a high place. Mm-hmm. How do you navigate through All of the electric eels and all of the alligators and, Mm -hmm. I mean, of self-doubt, of Mm -hmm. confusion, of people talking about you, the haters. I mean, all of those things are in the waters of life. And she was able to share with us just a tidbit in our last show about uh, her story about being a woman of color in leadership in corporate America. Mm -hmm. And so now we brought her back. We we heard you talking. We heard you talking. D. Rock says we got to bring her back. Oh so yeah, we, we brought her oh, back, yeah. and yeah. now we're gonna talk about the backside or the backstage preparation to put to get you in a position where you can move to that next level. Last time Shaw was on our show, she talked about she was working with one company. Right. And she left that company and got a $35,000 raise to go to the next one. But there were some, some things that she was doing in between and while she was moving up the corporate ladder. And right. we're going to talk about those things today. Right. Oh, yeah. And one of
1: the big things that she also shared was being at a place now where she's been able to triple a salary. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. a lot of times people just jump to that and say, ooh, I want to do that. But it's like, no, 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 no. Mm. Let's let's talk about some mm-hmm. things that you need to do in preparation Yes. to uh, to get to that. So, Chantiel, welcome back again.
2: Thank you. Glad to have you here. Glad to be here. I mean,
1: you killed the last show, so we <laughs> had to bring you back by popular demand. And just from the things that you shared, I mean, I, I, I think a lot of young ladies yes. um, just really grew from that. But let's jump back into this thing. Let's talk about, as you talked about, building your brand or you being Mm -hmm. a brand. Mm -hmm. I think so many uh, ladies don't look at it that way. I think Mm -hmm. so often they just see themselves as, I'm just someone who's just trying to get my hustle on and Mm -hmm. trying to get a promotion. But you recognize your brand, you recognize your value Mm -hmm. and how how you use that to your advantage. So just kind of share with with how do you do that? How do you build your brand or, or begin to see yourself as a brand?
2: I think the first thing you have to do is understand your strong points mm. um, you know for me personally I am not someone who can build out and code spreadsheets in five to ten minutes I can do it takes me a minute mm-hmm. right but that's not something that I am strong in but I am strong in developing leaders and developing people and transferring information Okay. Um, and you have to have someone that can do each of the things that you need for your business to be successful. Okay. So um, a quick story. I was, I was managing a guy a couple years ago, and I asked him, well, what is your end goal? He said, well, Michelle, I want to be a police officer. And I'm looking at him like, <laughs> well, why are you here? Yeah. You know? <laughs> but I was like, okay. He was like, but I need the money. And I said, mm. okay. I said, so here's what we're going to do. I said, we have our one-on-one call. Like, an hour. No matter what, you okay. get that time with me. Okay. I said, for 75% of that call, we're going to talk about business, your deliverables, my directives, okay. where we stand, right? And I said, the other 25% is you, what you want to do. Mm. So that first year, he had to, in his 25 minutes, at 25%, he had to find what the qualifications were for a police officer. And then he would come back, and we, we built his resume out for that. Mm. And then the next month, he had his one-on-one. And I said, okay, now I want you to start preparing yourself for your health to be a police officer. So I was like, and I want you to track it. That tracking helped him be able to do this job for me because he struggled with tracking anyway, and I knew that. So I'm like, I want you to put it in a spreadsheet. I want you to put some coding in it, and I want it to be automated, but I want you to be able to present this to me, which also helped him with his presentation, Mm. but you're presenting something that you find value in. And then that third month I said okay now I want you to apply for three jobs and interview for three jobs I don't care where they are they're at Kroger if they're at Dunkin Donuts but I want you to get used to interviewing okay and he did that and by the fourth month because it was you do it by quarters you have quarters mm-hmm. in um, corporate America and by the end of that quarter I said okay do you think you're ready he said yeah I'm ready to go apply for you know to be a police officer I want to go to the Academy I said okay go for it yeah and by the end of the year, he did he did end up resigning and going. But I had to help him with his preparation. Mm. And that's one of the things that has carried me throughout my industry. People, the supply chain industry is very, very small. And I've been at three major companies. One is an international company. That's what I'm at now. But people know that about me. They know that I'm going to do the research, I'm going to mm. do the preparation, and then from that research and the preparation, I'm going to apply that to my deliverables. Your branding is whatever your end deliverable is. Wow. But you have to know that. That's you can't good. just come out of anywhere and be like, I'm, I'm going to do this. Right? Like, what are you going to do? Oh, I yeah. don't know, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. Like, you got to have some the type preparation. of preparation. That's, that's
1: the biggest thing. That's, that's the takeaway I'm de- that I'm getting. It's do the preparation. I think so many people just see, as you say, the end game. Mm-hmm. But it's like, are you willing to stick to and do what's necessary yeah. to prepare yourself? Mm-hmm. It's just like, as, as you talked about the young man being a police officer, it's easy to say, I want to put on a badge and carry a gun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's like, mm-hmm. you do know there's a fitness piece to this mm-hmm. that you have to yeah. go out and jog or do whatever so to make sure that you're you're capable to do the job. So. Yeah. Ladies, if you're listening, don't be afraid to do the preparation. Do what's necessary. Yeah. So if that requires you going back to school or Absolutely. doing whatever, you may need to make sure that you're doing what's necessary to, to be prepared.
0: And even with preparation, because I went the, to the academy and I became a law enforcement officer, and along with the physical preparation, there's a mental mm-hmm. preparation. Mm. There, There's a psych test you have to take. There is education. There's a strong education piece. We had a test every single Monday. When we came into the academy, in one week, Rock, we had nine oh, wow. tests in one week. Wow. And so there is a strong education piece as it relates to being a peace officer. Mm-hmm. So you have to know why you want to do this. Because when okay. the first thing they said when we came in, they asked us, why do you want to be a peace officer? Right. Mm-hmm. If it was just because I want to take care of my family, Aunt, wrong answer. Right. Because <laughs> you, know? yeah. you can go yeah. work at McDonald's and, and manage that and, and take care of your family. But it's your motive for why you're doing what you're doing. And then are you willing to go through the education piece? Are you willing to know uh, the, the laws yeah. uh, that are there, the liability yeah. that's involved with you carrying a firearm? And there's so many things. So I, I want to move into this part. Was there an educational uptick or piece that you had to add? in your preparation for where you are going or where you are now? Was there an education piece?
2: Absolutely, Um, after I graduated, I went back and I got my master's Mm. in project management and a focus in international leadership. And then I went through the entire Lean Six Sigma program to go all the way up to my black belt. I also got project management essentials, excuse me, certifications. And um, I now tell people that if you want to be in management, the best way to prep for management is to go through entry-level middle management and upper but if you want to be an executive or a senior leader you have to have some type of paper to back you Mm. um it doesn't have to be a formal degree but it has to be some form of right. a certification. Yeah. Um, I'll never forget, and this is what I—I I know this is what got me one of my jobs. Is I had a group, a team that wasn't doing well. They were not hitting their rates. They were about forty percent when they should have been hitting an eighty percent curve. And I would always walk by and like, "Hey, come on, y'all, clapping. come on, y'all, let's go!" Trying to encourage them, and nothing—they—they they, they weren't responding to it. I later learned that the entire line, twenty-one people, were hearing impaired. They were deaf. They couldn't hear. Wow. And that's why they weren't responding to me because mm-hmm. they couldn't hear. Yeah. All they saw is this short little black lady walking around <laughs> clapping and smiling, but they didn't know what I was saying. So, they just um, said, like, right off. Yeah, they just, like, all right, yeah. you know. Okay. Um, so, what I did was, I researched sign language and i taught myself um small phrases for sign language Mm. and just by being able to say thank you with your hands up and down Mm -hmm. um or to say sorry to them then it formed a connection with us and they were they were happy to see me and they were happy to perform for me because they saw that i found value in them Mm. and i got a English, you know, ASL certification. And when I went to my interview, they asked me about a time that – I thought that I was doing well. Tell me about a time when you thought that you were being successful, but in fact you were failing miserably. Mm. And I could have talked about numbers. I could have talked about, you know, the different times where, you know, I would do presentations and people would steal my presentations from me. Mm. Or I could I could have talked about when I did cost savings projects, but they gave it to someone else because it was their turn to promote. But I didn't talk about that because those are obvious things. Those are things that happen all the time. Mm. But what I talked about was somewhere where I failed and I corrected my failure. Oh, I felt with connecting to my team and I corrected that by finding out a way to connect with that team. Yeah. And by doing that, their numbers went up because they're like, oh, my manager cares.
0: Wow. So it wasn't the fact that you took on failure as a personal thing as much as you were saying my process. I pro- yeah. I failed in my process. Correct. So it was not broken. me as an individual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I misjudged my process. And in so doing it caused failure. So mm-hmm. I, I went ahead and fixed my process dynamics, mm-hmm. which went from a failing uh, mm-hmm. point to a successful point, mm-hmm. in right. so many words.
1: So, Chantel, let me ask you this. I know some ladies that are listening right now, and you're just rallying off all these different things that you did. I know their first, the first excuse they're going to have is this, I don't have time. Mm-hmm. Mm. How do you respond to that in a sense of, oh, girl, I, I want to prepare, but I don't have time. Hmm.
2: I can identify with that because you make time for what you think is important. Yeah. Um, okay. I probably could be I'm, – I'm not going to get dramatic. I probably could be a size 12. Mm-hmm. I'm a size 16. Okay, But if I made time for working out, I could probably get to a 12 because I've done it before, right? Okay. In my head, I don't have time for that. Okay. That's not important to me, mm-hmm. right? That's not a priority. What is a priority is that when I walk into a room – where I am the only little chocolate chip Mm -hmm. and I am the only woman outside of my engagement ring, I need to automatically have value when I Mm. walk in the door. The only way that I can assume value is making sure that I am prepared if someone asks me a question to give them an educated response. And instead of me just rattling off and just pulling stuff out of the sky and making up things, if I don't know the answer, I don't apologize for not knowing the answer Mm. because that automatically means I'm at fault. What I say is, give me a moment. I wasn't prepared for you to ask me that question. Let's table it, and I will get back to you. That's letting them know that I am not sure, Mm -hmm. but I am going to find out, and I am going to deliver on that response. Mm -hmm. So when people say they don't have time, you have to think about how far are you willing to go. How deep are you willing to go? How much of it are you willing to absorb, so that that greatness, or so that that drive, or that education, or your goals, it exudes from you as a person.
1: Hmm. Wow, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. stuff. So now I got. I got to go go there. You (laughs) got to go there. (laughs) Okay, go there. (laughs) You you made reference to this huge ring that you do have on. (laughs) <laughs>
2: she, she, she he's, brought it up. he's gonna go there she's she gonna up. go there ladies and gentlemen but here's the
1: thing as you talked about being a woman in leadership mm-hmm. and I, I think a lot of ladies need to hear this t okay how do you balance that in a relationship because i bet mm. i bet i mean this is just me i'm just gonna put it out there for those guys who keep asking me in my ear mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> <I know. laughs> they tell me ask her this. ask her <laughs> this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is it one of those things that you're able to balance that in a, in a relationship, or, the, or does that mean you're a leader at on your job? So now you come home and you're the boss at home too. You boss your man around. I mean, mm-hmm. how does a woman balance that, or does that make it difficult in a relationship?
2: Um, well, to start, I want to tell you that when I first got into supply chain, I had a mentor tell me, go out and buy a ring for myself. So I went to the mall, and I bought a $98, um, I think it's a Swarovski crystal, crystal ring, I think that's how you say it, and I would wear it on my ring finger so that people would take me a little bit more serious. Because a lot of times, um, the societal construct says that women that are married or are in a serious relationship, they're more trustworthy if they are. This chick is playing checkers. I mean, she's,
0: she's playing chess, chess. chess. So, and no checkers—not Chinese checkers. That's a straight chess yeah. move, chess. right chess. there. I'm talking about that's boss. What? That's balls. What? <laughs> that's balls. <Whoa. laughs> man. So I wore that ring for a,
2: for about nine months okay. um, in the career, in, at the start of my career. But then I was like, man, I want to get married. And like, you know, you do have those creeps that will that don't care, but. Right you know a couple of guys that say like well why do you wear a ring finger if you know you if you're single so i began to have trouble with dating because when we would have those conversations cuz ladies when When you're working to get to where you want to be, you have to have your non-negotiables. So one of my non-negotiables is you don't absolutely have to make more money than me, but you have to have enough drive so that we are not in debt our entire life. Mm. Um, So I would have these conversations with guys. How do you, you know, just be raw. How do you feel about threesomes? Yeah. You know that's not something I'm gonna do you know <laughs> um, how, how do you feel about debt do you right. have a lot of debt if you do then what is your plan to get out of it we right. all have student loans whatever that looks right. like um you know what 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 is your end goal here right, right? so a lot of guys would get upset with me like why are you trying to move up you're already making you know more than the average right. American so that did cause problems in my relationships mm-hmm. and a lot of times you know guys i I'll never forget I was out. And um, I didn't have the my, my fake ring on. And a guy was like, I can take care of you. I can, I can give you $10,000 right now to go home with me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's cute. You know, because he didn't assume. <laughs> right. You know, and it right. was a white male, yeah. you know, that, you know, oh, she's a cute girl. She's mm-hmm. out with all of her white coworkers. Yeah. And she doesn't have on a ring. She's going to be floored by this $10,000 proposition. Mm. And I was like, no, thank you. Yeah. And, you know, it caused him to continue to want to try so I had to learn how to navigate heterosexual relationships because Mm -hmm. I am a heterosexual. Mm -hmm. And when I did finally get in a serious relationship, I am engaged now, one of the things that I have to do is I have to bounce things off my father. Mm -hmm. All right, you know, am Mm -hmm. I being ridiculous right now? Right. Because I do try to lead it home. Okay. And, but... I have to respect him. I respect him as a person and a man. So because I respect him as a person and a man, then I'll take, I'm not taking a step back because I don't value who I am. I'm taking a step back because this is a hill that I want to die on.
1: Absolutely. Do I
2: want him to feel like he is the head of household? Yes. Yeah. Do I make a little bit more money than him? Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. But I also travel three out of four weeks out of the month. Mm-hmm. So because he has a compromise, because he can only see me two days out of the week, mm-hmm. then I'm going to compromise on if the man doesn't want to go to, you know, Bill Snowman. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's that kind of right. thing.
1: Right, right. Oh, but I think you you clearly cleared it up for me when you said long respect. Yeah. I think so many men, and we're not even going to get into that show. You know, so many men think it's just this thing of love. Mm -hmm. As long as you respect, put some respect Mm -hmm. on my name, on my name, (laughs) Mm -hmm. we, we, we are good to go, man. That is
0: awesome. So now, Shawtale, when it comes to friends, Mm -hmm. you are making a large sum of money. Now you're in top tier,
2: Mm -hmm. um, in the management. top 5% of America, actually. Um, uh, okay.
0: Big money. Big yeah. Big, big money. money. So now, how do you choose your friends? Or, or have you had difficulty with old friends now yeah. that you yeah. – Because this – what you're telling us today on this show has taken you from – in steps. You're right. constantly increasing. Mm-hmm. Your mind is increasing, mm-hmm. your perception, your conversation, your dialogue. All of these things have increased on a higher level, yeah. which ha- I'm sure has caused you to, to not to be ugly, but you have left certain Yeah, because everyone can't go with you. Because everybody can't go with can you. you. So how Roar did you, with you. deal with, with leaving them because they wanted to stay where they are? Mm-hmm. And how did you, after you left them, how were you able to secure honest, real mm-hmm. relationships and friends?
2: Well, um, let me make sure I clarify the statement I made before. I said top five percent of top five percent of African Americans. Mm-hmm. The top five percent of American right. and white males is well over a million dollars. That is mm-hmm. not me, yet. Right. Um, but I do want to clarify that. Yet, that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to grab that. yet. Yeah. But um, in regards to my friends, you know, I didn't want to sequester myself from. You know, if you're not this, and I can't hang out. It was a situation. Shortly after I got my first like big girl job and I had a friend fly in and I noticed that she was like taking videos and pictures of my apartment. Mm. And she was sending it to other people back at home in Alabama. Mm. And I was like, I thought it was kind of weird, you know, and I was like, what is she doing? And it was before like, you know, Snapchat was really huge. And um, she was telling people, you know, like. You know, oh, y'all got this, y'all got yeah, this. that. Oh, yeah. She wrote out the red carpet for me, you know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And that's when I realized that while she may not have had negative intent, it also wasn't positive intent. Right. And um, the friends that I have now, all of my girls, African-American, beautiful women, um, all make over six figures, and mm. we all met at work. And what we do is we have a group chat, and we all talk about, like, you know, okay— Who, you know, what is your goal? Who's trying to be a business partner next year? What do we need to do to help? Hey, we saw this. This is a certification that might help you if you're trying to get into the DNI space. Or, hey, any engineers? I'm looking for this job. Do you know anyone? And we just keep a very close-knit circle because it removes competition. Right. And it breeds support. Mm. So um, that's how I've been able to do it. Um, Now, I have had to learn that, What you value in a person is also key. My best friend, she is um, married with two boys, and she's very successful. But her primary goal is her family. Mm -hmm. So there are things where I'd be like, "Hey, they got this conference over here in like Africa. You want to go?" And she's like, "No, not at all. We have a soccer
1: tournament this weekend. (laughs) We got got football." (laughs) And I'm like, "Okay, you know." So
2: I. The, and she's like my best friend in the whole wide world, you yeah. know. So I make sure that when we are talking that we only talk about business in a space when it's comfortable for her. Yeah. Outside of that, we talk about what makes her happy, which is her two boys Good. and her husband.
1: I like that. I like that. Man, I'm just blown away. Man. Chantelle, <laughs> thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you. You have been so informative about everything so much. So listen, to all you black women who are out there working up that chain on your job, listen, keep going. Yeah. Keep going, whatever you do, don't give up. Keep pressing, keep pushing. And understand you are a brand, right? You are a brand. You are a brand.